good day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. As if 2020 hasn't been crazy enough, here in Michigan, we are now gearing up for flu season. Public health experts across the state and the nation are warning that the economy and hospitals will absolutely collapse if we have a major outbreak of the flu, just as we are trying to contain the spread of COVID-19. And some epidemiologists are even suggesting the potential for a second wave of COVID cases this winter, which would make the situation even more dire for residents and healthcare providers. Here to tell us more about what lies ahead as we head into the fall and winter is Michigan's chief medical executive, Dr. Joan A. Caldoun. Dr. Caldoun, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So let's start with where we are right now as a state when it comes to containing the spread of COVID-19. Obviously, we've made a lot of progress in that regard, but we also are starting to see reports that there's some backsliding in, in particular spaces. Right now, I think a lot of people are concentrated on what's happening on college campuses, where as they reopen and welcome students back for the fall semester, we are starting to see some some spikes in, in some places. Uh, I wonder what you make overall of where we are in the state right now. Right. So we're certainly not where we were in March and April, where we were seeing 1,500 new cases reported a day. At one point, we had over 150 deaths reported a day from COVID-19. We, because of the governor's strong orders, the work of businesses, hospitals, and quite frankly, just regular Michiganders, we were able to bring that curve down. And the governor was able to relax uh, some of her executive orders. But unfortunately, as you mentioned, um, we had a little bit of a backslide and we started seeing more outbreaks. Um, Governor had to tighten up a little bit. And right now we're at a plateau. Uh, As you mentioned, we're still seeing several outbreaks every week um, in various settings. I know a lot of people are focused on our college campuses and our schools, and that is certainly important. But we're still seeing outbreaks associated with long-term care facilities, Mm -hmm. agricultural settings. There's a lot of social gatherings, weddings, and people having graduation parties, office settings. There's just a lot of outbreaks still going on. Um, and, And I think it's really important that people recognize We are not out of the woods. I know it's been an incredibly challenging year for everyone, uh, but we really can't can't let down and we have to keep fighting the disease. And quite frankly, just doing basic things, wearing masks, not gathering in large groups, washing our hands. And and yes, as you mentioned, getting your flu shot this year as well. Hmm. So that plateau that we have reached, what what in your estimation needs to happen in order for us to get that. Do we need to roll back some of the things that we have re-embraced, or do we need people just to be more vigilant about, for instance, mask wearing and, and social distancing, even as they are doing these things that uh, have returned to our lives? 
Well, you know, the, the governor has said that every executive order weighs incredibly heavily on her, and, and no one uh, enjoys putting in executive orders to guide what, what the activities that people do. But it's, it's what's necessary. It's what, um, you know, strong governors across the country have had to do to, to keep their, their residents safe. But absolutely, I, I think if people just did the right thing, um, you know, mm. on their own and wore their masks, and washed their hands and didn't try to, what I call, sneak and have these gatherings that they know they're not supposed to have, we, we wouldn't have as many outbreaks. Uh, the, the virus has not changed. Hmm. Uh, it is still incredibly um, contagious. Uh, it infects people of, of all ages. Uh, and, and we just have to remain vigilant. I, I think that's really the best thing we can all do. Hmm. So let's talk about flu season, which, of course, comes around each year, and there are lots of people who get the flu. There are also lots of people who lose their lives to the flu each each year, and and that gets less attention, I feel like, than COVID did because it's a really different kind of uh, disease, and it's a there's a really different uh, sort of associated uh, death rate and things like that with it. But but talk about the effect that flu season this year will have on what we're trying to do with COVID. They're different diseases, but one could exacerbate the cir- circumstances for the other. That's right. So the flu is definitely not COVID. Uh, with flu, there is a antiviral that can decrease severity of symptoms. There is a vaccine, which is incredibly important. Uh, but there's also a lot of similar symptoms um, between the flu and COVID-19. And I can tell you, as you mentioned earlier, if we have a, a bad flu season on top of COVID-19, and we do expect there to be increasing cases of COVID-19, as the weather gets colder and people aren't able to go outside or don't want to go outside for activities as much as, as they would during the summer months. So it's going to be incredibly important. Um, when people have symptoms of the flu or COVID, they're going to have to stay out of school school or out of work. Uh, we know that some people are going to need to be hospitalized for the flu. Uh, every year or last season, there were up to 56 million cases of flu in the U.S., up to 26 million medical visits, and nearly half a million hospitalizations. And we actually had six children here in Michigan who lost their lives from the flu last year. So it's going to be really, really important for people to get their flu vaccine. We recommend that you get it by October. It's effective. We need to dispel the myths around the flu vaccine and really make sure that our hospitals are not overwhelmed. We know what happens in March and April, especially in Southeast Michigan. If we have our hospitals trying to take care of patients with, with COVID and flu, there's a possibility we're going to have to stand up alternate care facilities again. And, and we just don't want that to happen. That would not be good for anyone. So one of the issues with the flu is that people don't always put a lot of stock in the in the vaccine. And here I'll make an admission. I'm someone who has never gotten a flu shot. Uh, and so how worried, I guess, are you that people won't take this seriously enough and that they won't take the flu vaccine? There's people who think it doesn't work. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I just have never, never, never been motivated to, to, to get the shot. And I also am not someone who gets who gets sick a lot. What's your argument to people about why this year should be different? 
Well, I hope we can change that, Stephen, uh, this year. <laughs> I think I mean, this year I mean, is I mean, the year I'll do it, right? <laughs> I don't know that you have too much I'll of a sell. I'll give it to you personally. Um, but, but, but in all seriousness, you know, it's, it's, the flu vaccine does, does work. I know there's so many kind of misconceptions out there. The flu vaccine is, a, is 40 to 60% effective. Um, and even if you do get the flu, after you've gotten the flu vaccine, your symptoms are going to be much less severe. You're going to be much less likely to have to come into the hospital. So I, I'd really consider it, if, if nothing else, if you're trying to do your part for COVID-19 in Michigan this year, we need you to get your flu vaccine. You can prevent a hospitalization. Quite frankly, for yourself, hmm. you're not going to be able to go to school or, or work, <laughs> anyone, uh, if they've got symptoms. Because, again, we've got these orders and whatnot in place. So you're going to risk losing your own economic <laughs> productivity right. if you come down with symptoms from the flu this year. I, I know there's also a lot of, again, misconceptions. The, the flu shot does not cause the flu. Um, some people may get maybe a low-grade fever, muscle aches. These are just side effects, um, but not the actual flu. It's just your body. That's your body mounting an immune response. Hmm. So, so I, just, I really, really hope that you know, people tell their friends and family to get the flu vaccine this year. If, if you really don't want a shot, there's also a nasal mist um, that's approved for people ages 2 through 49. Hmm. That's available in many places if you don't want the, the shot. But I really, really hope people take this seriously this year. Hmm. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Dr. Jonay Khaldun. She is Michigan's chief medical executive. We're talking about the upcoming flu season and how different flu season will be this year for us because we're still in the middle of trying to get control over COVID-19. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us what you're anticipating for this flu season, are you somebody who's going to get the flu vaccine specifically because you're concerned about uh, COVID-19? Uh, are you concerned about how the flu season could impact your health? Uh, are you scared about staying healthy and safe as the weather cools down and we begin to spend more time indoors and maybe in closer proximity to other people than we have uh, as we have dealt with the pandemic? Uh, our number, as always, on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET uh, Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to get you into the conversation. Let's go to Jim in Detroit. Jim, what's on your uh, mind? Uh, no, this is, uh, this is uh, Tim. Oh, Tim. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, yeah uh, Doctor, I was just wondering, you know, uh, Africa has the, the lowest COVID rate of all the countries on the planet. What are they doing different that we're not doing here? That's oh, an interesting question, Jim, or Tim. Uh, Dr. Khaldun, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I can't, I don't want to say that I know everything that's going on um, in, in, in Africa compared to here in Michigan. But you know, the, the disease, um, you know, it, it takes hold when people aren't doing things like social distancing, mm -hmm. um, wearing masks and, and doing the right thing to prevent the spread. It's, it's going to take hold. And quite frankly, we have not done a good job uh, in the United States uh, in general, I think, with our, our national policies, quite frankly. We were slow to test and contain the disease. And in the United States and other countries where they have not done that well, they've seen spread. So I would suspect that's, that's what's going on. Um, no one, uh, you know, the data, the research currently does not prove that anyone is immune to the disease. So if it's not spreading there, it's probably because it has not been uh, 
introduced or they're doing the right thing. And quite frankly, you also have to be mindful. What I'm not aware of is how much testing is going on. Mm. Um, if you're not testing, you're not going to find it. Uh, so I, I can't speak to that there at, at, at all. Yeah. So uh, I, something I've wondered for a while, uh, Dr. Khaldun, is how frustrating it might have been for you and other medical professionals who were able to convince officials at the state level here in Michigan to really take dramatic measures uh, back in the back in the late spring and early summer to get control of COVID and really enforce, uh, you know, stay-at-home orders and things like that, while other states didn't do it and the national uh, response wasn't wasn't the same. I mean, in some ways, you know, as a resident, I kind of feel like we did all of these things and made all of these sacrifices, and some of them were sort of for naught because, uh, you know, you can't you can't sort of isolate, you can't keep everyone in your state separate from everybody else. And a lot of what we're experiencing now seems to be the result of other states not having done the same thing. I wonder if that frustration sort of visits on you as well. Yeah, I, I can say I, I certainly am frustrated. I think that I know that we should have been testing more people early on. The fact that we could only test people uh, in February who had severe symptoms causing them to need to stay in the hospital, Mm. who had a travel history, um, and that we could only send samples down to the CDC, the Atlanta lab, to be tested, I think that's how the disease started spreading like wildfire. We know there were people with mild symptoms who had the disease and were likely spreading it well before we were able to identify them. So I, I think that's part of the problem. Um, we still don't have a national testing strategy. We still don't have a national mask uh, mandate, which I think, again, these very basic things <laughs> would help us contain the disease as, as a country. Mm. And, and I really think we should have them. Um, I don't say that what we've done in Michigan is, is for naught. We've certainly, you know, depending on who you ask, we've certainly saved thousands, thousands of, of lives mm-hmm. by the work that we did together in Michigan. So I don't think it was in vain, but it, it certainly is frustrating when you see what's happened uh, across the country. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Mary in Ann Arbor. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. over 65, and I've heard that there's a stronger vaccine for people over 65, and I'm wondering if these side effects are worse if you get that stronger vaccine. Hmm. Uh, that's a great question, Mary. Uh, what Talk about the different, I guess, uh, iterations of the flu vaccine, Dr. Khaldun. Right. So there are different types of, of flu vaccine. Like I said, there's the flu mist. Um, there's all kinds of ones. You can talk to your medical provider about it, but certainly for people who are older, people who have underlying medical conditions, we do recommend that you get that special flu vaccine for, for your age. I want to speak also to what you said about the side effects. I, again, I, I just think there's a lot of, I mean, I, I, I appreciate and, and you know, understand that there's a lot of um, people who think about these side effects, but mm-hmm. the side effects, if you get them, they are mild, they are not the flu, and my gosh, especially for someone who's older, if you have other underlying medical conditions, it's it's much more, uh, the cost benefit is much more on the side of you getting the flu vaccine than, than not. And so I, I highly recommend that you talk to your primary care provider or visit a pharmacy to get your vaccine, uh, the shot this year. Hmm. Uh, again, Mary, thanks very much for the call. Let's go to Dennis in Dearborn. 
Dennis, what's on your mind? Hey, okay, this is just a quick question, uh, and uh, built off a little bit of that. You know, I, I come from a pretty good-thinking family. I like them. I live in a building with a lot of good-thinking people, but they're succumbing to a lot of Internet disinformation. <laughs> yeah. Any advice how you stop the disinformation and the and the fear that comes from it? I mean, they some think that there's little submarines in in the vaccine that are just going to take over your body. It's gone crazy. So mm. I'll go off the air for that. Dennis, great question. Uh, Dr. Khaldun, this has got to be one of your great frustrations as well, which is that there are people out there spreading things that are not true. And more problematic, there are people out there who are believing those things and acting on them. Right. Th- thank you for your, your question and comment, Dennis. It, it is something that's incredibly frustrating. And even you, you know, if you're a trusted member in your community, in the, in the building where you live, I mean, speak up. <laughs> you can do your part just by getting your flu vaccine, speaking up and saying, look, I got it and I'm still here and I'm fine. Um, you know, um, and I didn't get the flu this year. Uh, I, I think it's just important that we speak up, that we point people to credible sources of information. We have information on our Michigan.gov website um, and just continue to try and spread, spread, you know, accurate information and, and ask them, ask people questions about where <laughs> they got their information <laughs> if they really think it's a valid source, reliable source. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I let you go, I want to talk about the news, which this morning suggests that the governor is close to reopening gyms, allowing gyms to, to reopen. Of course, we were talking earlier also about students returning to classrooms in school districts and at, at colleges. Uh, I, I'd love to get your reaction to the likelihood that these things make the situation worse rather than rather than better. All right, so I, I don't I don't think the governor has made any decision there yet. I can tell you the virus has not changed at all. Um, there's still no vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still no approved antiviral treatment, and we're still seeing outbreaks across the state. So we're we're just going to have to really, um, as a community, think really hard about how we slowly start to reopen the economy. I know everyone's incredibly frustrated. I know people have businesses that they want to run. That is certainly not lost on on me. But we just have to make sure we're we're careful. And again, we know that there will be flu and COVID circulating in the fall. Uh, So whatever we do, we have to be mindful of the public health implications of that. Okay. Dr. Jonay Khaldun, Michigan's chief medical executive. Great to have you with us on Detroit Today. Thanks very much. Thank you for having me on. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to take a look at the protests in the world of professional sports, protests like we have never seen before in this country about police brutality and systemic racism. Kevin Blackstone of The Washington Post and ESPN will join us to talk about what's going on next. Stay with us for more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.